podcast where we attempt to keep up with Lorelai and Rory's pop culture references on Gilmore Girls, just trying to live our dreams. I know we can do it. I'm Kyla. And I'm the older kid who lives in the stable and isn't quite as charmed by your plucky do-gooderness, Taylor. Oh, Taylor, if you just believe, I'm sure it can happen. I know it will. God told me. I got thrown off a horse and you don't know anything about growing up, kid. Oh, Tay. (laughs) Oh, Kai? Kai? She calls him Mike Mai. True. Mm, I know, I was trying to think what I... You... Should I call you National Kyla? I would love that. Adorable. <laughs> You're just too darn adorable. I might throw up. Did I charm you? Almost. You know, over a period of time, you may warm my cold, dead heart. And I may just chop off all your hair and let you ride a horse <laughs> of your dreams. Well, if you chopped any, I think I could already, uh, I don't think I need any more chopping. But honestly, I don't either. So <laughs> <laughs> we're good. Yeah, we can be jockeys finally. Good, because all we need to do is cut off our hair, and you're in, and be a pubescent <laughs> uh, young girl. Mm-hmm. Anyways, I hope that voice wasn't too annoying. But don't worry, dear listeners. It's better listening to it just in the intro than for a whole film. I have a feeling that we're going to have uh, differing opinions on this movie. Okay. And I'm ready for it. I look forward to our discussion. (laughs) In T minus 13 seconds. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So we are talking National Velvet because Luke. So we're talking a Luke reference, which is always fun. We don't get to talk a lot of those because Luke is not full of the references. Yes. The listeners can't see that Kyla had her fingers up talking like she's from Italy. I don't know In a very, very cliche way. (laughs) For the record, we know not all people from Italy speak like that. But it worked well for this moment to get the point across. So yeah, season four, episode five. The fundamental things apply. Which is an episode we've discussed some before, because this is the episode where Luke and Lorelai watch Casablanca together. Ah! Mm-hmm. So you can go a little ways back to our discussion in season one. We had an episode all about Louis. I think this is the beginning of a beautiful friendship. Mm-hmm. One of our later season one episodes. However, we did not discuss all of the plot of this episode. This episode aired October 21st, 2003. And the plot summary is, after reflecting on her lack of social life. Wow, already off to a great start. (laughs) Rory decides to try dating and finds it harder than it looks. Lorelai is still adjusting to an empty house and has Luke over to try to fill the gap. Meanwhile, Lorelai is somewhat disturbed after discovering that the designer she just hired to decorate the inn used to work for Emily. Dun, dun, dun. Which, as always, something like this is not really a big deal, but both Lorelai and Emily make it a much bigger deal than it needs to be. 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they both like to make a big stink out of nothing. Mm-hmm. Especially At- when the other one makes a fuss. Oh, yes. At the expense of the other person. Yeah. For sure. But when Lorelai is meeting with this lovely designer to talk about what plans they want to do for the inn, they discuss their plans at Luke's diner, and they have this conversation. What are you doing? I'm looking at anaglypto wallpaper. And the other three tables are here for support? Well, we just had a lot of books to go through. Uh, Luke, this is Natalie Zimmerman. Natalie is going to help us design the dragonfly. Nice to meet you. Did I tell you we're going to have horses? The property already has stables, so why not? I love horses. I've always loved horses ever since I was a little girl. And now I finally have a grown-up excuse to buy a pony. Great. Listen, National Velvet, Mm. you have to move this stuff out of here. Why? Because this is a diner. People want to sit. So, Taylor... Did you know who National Velvet was? I'd heard of it, and that's about it. I think I had seen the cover of Elizabeth Taylor on a horse. Okay. Yeah, I'd never heard of it. All right. Then we're both at pretty much, maybe not zero but for me, but pretty close. Basically. Yeah. Should we talk National Velvet? Let's do it. National Velvet came out in 1945. It was based off of a 1935 novel by Enid Bagnold. I hope I'm saying that correctly. Enid Bagnold? I hope you're not. It's funnier that way. (laughs) I don't know which way is correct. There's also possibly a third option that I did not pronounce. (laughs) It stars Elizabeth Taylor, Mickey Rooney, and are you ready? Angela Lansbury! Yes! I saw her Uh, name, and I saw a glimpse of her, and I was like, there she is, and now she's gone. Our Queen Angela Lansbury, Murder, She Wrote, has a very direct connection to this one. She plays the older sister of Elizabeth Taylor. Oh, wait! I thought... Oh! Who did you think she was? (laughs) So, because I didn't think about the fact... Angela Lansbury, I've only seen her act in her later years. Not true, because you watched her in Gaslight. Who was she in Gaslight? She was a maid, I believe. Oh, was she the maid? I think so. Oh, really? I'd forgotten. So (laughs) I wish I would have realized that. I thought she was the old lady in the shop. (laughs) <laughs> which of course she's not because this was in 1944 1945 oh yes. 1945 come on with that i love that so much there's some honesty that, for you <laughs> this is very charming thank you for that uh it went on to win two oscars not for angela lansbury but it did win best supporting actress for Anne revere who played the mother mrs brown And for editing, and apparently the editing in the final Grand National Race scene is still considered a really great example of editing today. And it was also nominated for Best Director, Color Cinematography, and Color Art Direction. So the Academy was enthusiastic about this film. Hmm. P.S. I just looked up the older sister. It's totally Angela Lansbury. (laughs) I can't believe I thought it was an old lady. (laughs) did not think that through i love this so much (laughs) anyways she's 
always been old in Kylo's mind, apparently. There are actors, though, I am convinced, have always looked old. Fred Astaire, pretty sure he looked the same age from 1930 to 1960. Hmm. Weird. So, see, I'm not crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Uh. All right. So what happens in this movie? What happens indeed? When I started watching this movie, I thought the horse was going to be named National Velvet. It just seemed like a, I don't know, I kind of would agree. Or like maybe they would talk about how this pony has a very velvet fur. Like, ooh, it's Hmm. so soft. Yeah. It feels like velvet. (laughs) It sounds like, especially a horse, a racing horse name. They have some weird names. True. But it gets weirder. It does. So then suddenly the horse is named Pie. Not and, Pie. But not just Pie, the Pie. And that. So I actually had to go back and read about how they came to that name because I didn't understand it. But it's because the first owner called him a pirate because he was so crazy. Oh, and then they, they shortened it to the pie, but it's always spelled P-I-E. Yeah. Not P-I. And they did talk about the pirate. I just didn't even make the connection that that's how they jumped. They might have said it, and I just missed it. Yeah, I mean, I missed it, too. I had to read it later as I yeah. was researching. So, so the pie is beloved by this young lady, Velvet, played by Elizabeth Taylor. Mm-hmm. And she loves horses. That is clear. She sure does. And she has two sisters and a brother, and all of them have weird little obsessions. Did you notice? Oh, yeah. The little boy loves insects. She has a sister who loves birds. And I guess Angela Lansbury's thing is she loves boys. Yeah. I I didn't realize the other sister loved birds. Yeah, she kept having things about her parakeet. Mm, Yes. Okay. Yeah. You're right. Mm-hmm. And Velvet, she runs around outside watching these horses owned by a neighbor. And he said other ones come through, but she loves the pie. It's a beautiful horse and she talks like this. So hopeful and everything's wonderful. And this is just the best horse and it just, it just needs to be loved. It does. Unfortunately, he enjoys escaping because he can jump really high, Ayo, and jumps over the hedges and wrecks the town. Yeah, not not a great citizen of the community, the pie. Nope, the pie. (laughs) (laughs) So the owner, after incurring a lot of damage fees because of the pie's latest rampage escapade Escapade. rampage both of them work (laughs) uh although rampage sounds more sinister the pie was Mm -hmm. just running around just having a good time you know he's not meant to be caged he's a free spirit he is he is so the owner decides hey i'm gonna have a raffle and get rid of this horse and Mm -hmm. lucky for velvet she has met a new friend played by mickey rooney Uh uh-huh and she calls him my, short for Mike, not Mickey. Don't get confused. Mm-hmm. And he, I, he's like a free, he's wandering around. 
he is maybe going to take advantage of their family. I don't know. Maybe steal from them. Maybe, but then give it back and steal something else. Uh, mm-hmm. And the mom reveals he came to their family because his dad passed away and left in his notebook the contact information for the mother, Mrs. Brown. Mm-hmm. Of which mom and dad call each other Mr. and Mrs. Brown the whole film. <laughs> yes. And she's like, wow, that's weird. Don't know why he had his contact information in there for me. Real weird. But it turns out he was actually, his dad was her mother's swim instructor. And her mom was one of, was the first woman to swim mm-hmm. the English Channel. At least in the context of this book. I don't think that's real in real life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that is kept a secret a little bit till later. Mm-hmm. So this guy, he decides to buy a bunch of raffle tickets for all the kids for the pie. Mm-hmm. And they call the number. It's not Velvet's number. Mm-hmm. She's very sad. She She's goes home. sick in bed. Mm-hmm. Distraught. With grief. Because she had made an arrangement with God that she would get the horse. Mm-hmm. Which that was pretty cute. Yeah, that was. So then she thinks she's imagining it, but she's not. The whole town is bringing the pie to her because the number that was called was a number that had not been bought, which why not just only put numbers in that have been bought, but different systems. Poor management of the event. (laughs) Criticism there. And her number gets called next. 62. Yes. Yes. And her dad's not crazy about it because if the horse is eating oats, it should be paying for its keep. And so he tries to make it a workhorse and put a straps a harness cart to it. Yeah, with a harness, and the pie is not having it and destroys the cart. Yep, because he's a free spirit. Yes, and Velvet knows it. Her mom knows it, which. At first you think that Mr. Brown is this hard-headed, I'm in control, listen to me. And then you quickly realize he's not. Their first moment together as a whole family around the dinner table. And my, the guest, he feeds the dog. And Mr. Brown's like, you can't feed the dog. We don't feed him people food or he'll become a beggar. And then slowly you see every one of the other family members sneakily feed the dog until finally the dad does as well yeah and he gets caught (laughs) yeah so you you quickly see that he is uh he he can have his mind changed particularly by mrs brown their relationship reminds me a little bit of the couple in my big fat greek wedding which i believe Mm -hmm. is a movie you don't love correct but i know what you're talking about Yes, the wife is the neck and she can turn the head any way it wants. Yeah. Mrs. Brown is very influential on Mr. Brown. Mm-hmm. She deals with his temper cool and calm and collected and then steers him in the right direction. But I would say she does not try to be cunning or secretive about it at all. No. She's very she's clear. Not. <laughs> she's just, she straight up says what she thinks and she knows he'll calm himself down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This horse, the pie, can jump over tall buildings in a single bound and... <laughs> or at least tall fences. <laughs> at least those. 
And my, you, you get, you kind of start figuring out that he knows a little bit about horses and horse racing mm-hmm. in particular. And Velvet mm-hmm. gets out of him info about the Grand National and the fact that the the height of the hedge that the pie jumps over frequently is the same height as the biggest jump in this race. <gasps> Mm-hmm. So Velvet's like, all right, let's enter. Yep. And she does. And there's a little bit of trouble with getting a jockey. Mai goes to town and brings money and these guys get him drunk. And I don't fully understood what, <laughs> like, no. I did not fully understand what happened there. I think they wanted he- him to bet on a horse with his money. A different horse. Um, That's what I okay. thought, but it was hard to understand. Yeah, because he they're seems to come back accents. with all the money. Yeah, because then he says, no, um, they trust me. Yeah. But then he goes back, gets Velvet. They go back to the big city for the race. They find a jockey, but the jockey doesn't believe in the pie. And Elizabeth Taylor's like, no. You'll lo- you've lost the race already. He'll know and, you don't believe in him. Yes. And then Mai has to come to terms with the fact that he used to be a jockey. He reveals to Velvet. And that there was an accident on the track that started with him. And did someone die or did someone get mm-hmm. injured? I can't remember. Both. Someone died and someone else got injured. Okay. That's why I remembered both options. (laughs) And he overcomes his fear, rides the pie the night before the big race. And then Velvet says, I'm going to race this horse. And my being a knowledgeable person, he says, you should not do this. You will die. (laughs) But... That little girl's plucky, and no one's going to tell her her optimism can't conquer everything. (laughs) So they cut off her hair. She pretends to be a boy. She Mm -hmm. rides the pony across the finish line, wins the big race, but falls off her horse right after crossing the finish line. The doctor is examining her, discovers she's a girl. (laughs) It's considered a forfeit. But it's okay. She didn't need the money. She just wanted the glory of winning. But no, she wanted the glory of winning for the pie. It's not about oh, her. Yes. She wanted the pie to know that he could do it. It's true. And then at the end of the day, because this horse fully understands everything that's happening about the significance of this race, and I'm sure the horse has had aspirations for wanting to win this race its whole life, she comes home and of course there's a media circus that a girl jockey won this race and there are all these media opportunities that would bring their family tons of money but she says no because the pie would not enjoy it and the father is very sad and mrs brown says well i suppose it just begs the question is it better to do the right thing for the wrong reasons or the wrong thing for the right reasons. Mm-hmm. And then Mai says, it's time to go. I'm off to the next adventure, riding off into the sunset. But <laughs> poor Velvet is so sad. 
and she chases after him on the pie to tell him the truth about why he came to their family. The end. Ah. All right, National Velvet. 10 out of 10, Taylor? (laughs) I would not call it a 10 out of 10. However, according to Rotten Tomatoes, it is the highest rated sports movie of all time. Within 100%. Whoa. So I apparently am not in the majority on this one. (laughs) Is there another movie we've discussed that you at all thought about while we were watching? I did not think about this until (laughs) I came to take down a few notes and I saw a little note that you had made. Yes. For the beautiful listeners at home, something you don't no, you couldn't know, is that Kyla and I have a nice Google Drive folder for all of our episodes, and we each have our own notes doc, and then we have a document with the outline, and I made a mistake. It was crazy. I started writing the yearling. Oh, no, no, no. I mean National Velvet Outline. That's the name of our notes doc this time around. Yeah. Boy, oh boy, about 20 minutes in, I was like, oh no, we're watching The Yearling again. It's another movie about a plucky kid with an unconventional pet. And I I really thought either Velvet or The Pie was going to be a goner by the end of this movie. I, I know, was bracing myself. Die. I was bracing myself for Elizabeth Taylor to have to shoot this horse in the head by the end of the movie because it was foaming at the mouth with something. Coronavirus. I don't know. (laughs) Uh. Yeah, I was expecting this to be, or I was expecting her to fall off the horse and get thrown Mm -hmm. from it, gone with the wind style, and for her to just be local velvet and never be national velvet. (laughs) I have to say, I was pleasantly surprised. The end of this movie gave me a somewhat better opinion of it than the first hour or so did. Okay. And, and I was like, a two-hour okay. movie, so. It's too long. It's too long yeah. of a movie. You did not need Mickey Rooney going to get drunk in the city. I can't even tell you what that scene added to anything. <laughs> and several other things. It needed to be... 20 to 30 minutes shorter. But the ending was nice. Yeah, he overcame his fears. She, mm. she didn't die. I liked that. I was really expecting her to die. Uh, I was expecting, yeah, the horse to, to be put down. Or that too. But they both lived. Neither of them died. Mm-hmm. What a crazy time. So <laughs> it was much better than the yearling in the long run. However, I ask that we please not watch any more 1940s movies about children and their pets for this podcast. Because their voices are are strange. Oh my gosh. Hers is not as bad as that little boy, but it's a lot still. You know, I, it did not bother me. I don't know if it's, like, I, I found her charming. She won me over by the end, but it was a long journey. Okay. It's fair. Yeah. What did you think? I I mean, I enjoyed the movie. I it was Good. enjoyable. I'm happy for you. And I just feel like we've gone through some 
not super recently, but just that are just so annoying to me to to watch. And this one was at <laughs> least like that was that was nice. That was that was entertaining. I wasn't checking my watch. Not that mm. I wear a watch, but I wasn't checking the clock on my phone. This is a better movie than Mommy Dearest, I'll give you that. Yes, yes. So, stuff like that. And it just wasn't traumatizing, you know? No one's being abused. No one dies. Yeah. Because then I just watched a movie on Netflix, and it's just depressing. And mm. didn't unnecessarily to where it's like, that didn't make sense. Name names. What was the movie? It was All the Beautiful Places. Oh, I don't know that one. With Justice Smith, who is not Will Smith's son. No. But he was in, well, the Pokemon movie, but that's not why we care. He was in the show that we watched because it was directed by Baz Luhrmann. Oh, The Get Down. The Get Down, which I love. And he was in Paper Towns, which was adorable. Oh, okay. I didn't see that one. Very And cute. it had Elle Fanning in it. Mm. So it just... It just didn't work for me. I wasn't even, like, didn't feel sad about, spoiler alert, someone dies. And because it just didn't make sense, I was like, that, no. Fair enough. So, anyways, all that to say, National Velvet was not depressing. And it was just nice, and stuff happened, and someone got to follow her dreams, you know? In which case, in real life, she would have died, though. This race was intense. People, jockeys were getting thrown off their horses. This girl had literally never practiced this course and had never raced this horse before. No. No. Mickey Rooney should have saved her and done something to prevent her from getting on that course because she would have died in real life. Yeah, I thought that Mickey was going, that Mai was going to ride her. And granted, he was about to tell her, I'll ride the pie tomorrow. But then she walked in and she was already wearing the jockey outfit. Yeah. So that would have worked too because it was still him conquering his fear. Yeah. And it would have been nice full circle for him. And then he wouldn't have had to be a vagabond again. Could have been Mm -hmm. a jockey. Yeah. Again. It's true. Now, speaking of other movies we've watched recently that we didn't like, I think I also came into this movie predisposed not to like it. (gasps) Why? Because the movie started and the first name that came on the screen was Mickey Rooney. And I had just watched a Mickey Rooney movie and it was like my first real Mickey Rooney movie. Mm -hmm. He's a very terribly offensive stereotype of a Japanese character in Breakfast at Tiffany's. He's a Japanese character? Exactly. Oh, yeah. Okay. It's just like, even if... For some reason, you don't believe it's offensive, which it is. But if for some reason you believe that, you can't even defend it as a good performance. It's just like a really weird character. So my tr- that was my one experience with Mickey Rooney. And then my second experience was a recent movie I watched on Turner Classic Movies called Strike Up the Band. And in the middle of this movie, I love musicals. It has Judy Garland in it. It on paper, I should love this movie. He is so much in that movie. And in the middle of it, I was like, I think everyone who hates musicals thinks all musicals are like this. In which case, (laughs) I would hate musicals too. He is just 
over the top like a cartoon character the whole time. What is this he movie is called? Strike Up the Band. Hmm. Directed by Busby Berkeley, who's a classic musicals guy. On paper, this should be great. It's not great. He is not that way in National Velvet. Hmm. But going into this movie, I was like, oh no, I'm going to have to watch this guy again. And this little <laughs> girl or the horse is going to die. And this is going to be the yearling 2.0 even though the yearling came out a year later. I just can't do this. Yeah. So I was pleasantly surprised by the end. Okay. That's fair. Nobody died. Mickey Rooney showed character development without being hitting the drums with his arms in a wide circle. It was okay. a lot. <laughs> well, Mickey Rooney, I've got some fun facts about that guy. Before we move on to fun facts, well, this is related. Can I ask, how old did you think he was when you were watching this movie? Yeah, that... I don't know. He looked like maybe 18. Yeah, I thought he was like 14. So it was real weird oh. for me that he was showing Velvet the ropes. And then I looked it up after the movie and he was 25. Oh, wow. That is way <laughs> older. <laughs> Wow, he's I struggled a guy, with Mickey though. Rooney. Apparently, he's like five two though. I re I think yes. I saw he was five two. Yeah, Mickey Rooney. Did you know he was married at one point? Out of his eight marriages, one of them <laughs> just was... like Elizabeth Taylor. Ah, uh, yeah. Oh, look at <laughs> there. One of them was to Ava Gardner, who played mm. the Barefoot Contessa, WWTBFCD. Gilmore Girls, season seven, episode two. <laughs> what would the Barefoot Contessa do? So why'd you get up so early? Mm, well, couldn't sleep. And initially, I was at a loss. I mean, how would I pass the time until my one and only offspring, the fruit of my loins... Too early. Loin fruit that she is, straggled out of bed to grace me with her presence. But then I asked myself, WWTBFCD, and it came to me in a flash. I'm gonna make waffles. What would the Barefoot Contessa do? Exactly. Barefoot's one word. Shut up, Loinfruit. And Ava Gardner, one of her other marriages, was to Artie Shaw, who we talked about in oh, season two. One. That was like one of our OGs. Yeah. So, just kind of interesting connections. But Mickey Rooney, I just, I was just fascinated. This isn't necessarily, this isn't necessary to our discussion, but interesting guy. <laughs> He was married eight times. Six mm -hmm. of the marriages ended in divorce. His first wife, Ava Gardner, he was married to for a year because he cheated. Mm -hmm. And then, like a year or so later, he was married to a second wife, another short marriage, and then another one after another one. They were all very close together. In 1958, he was married to Barbara Ann Thompson, and she was murdered by her secret lover. So, Yikes. that one Bad didn't day. end in divorce, but she was already cheating on him. So, wouldn't have lasted. Mm -hmm. He then married her best friend, and that marriage lasted 100 days. And uh, Sounds like a rebound, but what do I like know? It. Some people do rebound girlfriend or boyfriend. He did rebound marriage. Cool. Yeah. And then his last wife, Jan Chamberlain, that marriage lasted 30 four years 
which is longer than all of his seven previous marriages combined. Wow. And it ended when he died in 2014, but they had already separated in 2012. So... <laughs> Still, that's a long time. That's, what, 32 years of not separated? Yeah. I guess when it works out, when you know, you know. When you're mature enough, maybe, too. <laughs> <laughs> ready to handle it so yeah interesting guy but did you know that mickey rooney this was not his only horse movie no in 1979 he was in the black stallion and he mm -hmm. was an old guy on an island or something like that and he <laughs> helped a kid who had his horse the black stallion he helped him train the horse and taught him how to be a jockey Ooh, full circle. And that horse was named the Black. Because it can't just be pie and black, which mm -hmm. black is also a weird name, but it's the Black. From now on, I'd like you to call me the Taylor. I will do that as long as you call me the Kyla. All right, the Kyla. <laughs> so, just Mickey Rooney. I, I don't know. Went down a little rabbit hole with him. Well, I'll tell you, he's better in National Velvet than he was in Breakfast at Tiffany's or in Strike Up the Band. Good. I'm glad he improved for you. Mm-hmm. Should be at school, shouldn't you? Summer holiday started today. Where should you be? Any place my feet take me. Is that Sewell's over there? Mm-hmm. That where you're going? Mm-hmm. I live there for my father's lip, would you? That's nice. I have two sisters and a brother. That makes it chummy. What you got? The whole world. My pa left it to me, all of it. Well, before we get too committed to our the names, though, the Kyla, can I tell you the name of the real the pie? Yeah. Wait, let me guess. The cake. <laughs> Close. Sure. Why not? Any other guesses? No. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, in real life, this horse's name was King Charles. Ooh. Pretty regal. Grand. I think there's something about the the and also king. They both have this elevated sense mm -hmm. of, like, Charles. You could just call this horse Chuck or something. <laughs> Pie, whatever. But the pie, King Charles, ooh, we got to take this horse seriously. Mm -hmm. It's a contender. Yeah. Another fun fact about King Charles. Guess who he was given to after filming of this movie was over? Uh, Angela Lansbury. <laughs> Close, but no cigar. Elizabeth <laughs> Taylor got to keep this horse, and it was given to her after filming on her 13th birthday. Wow, that's very nice. Even I know. Lauren Graham, she even she had to sneak out a Lorelai Gilmore jacket at the end of filming, <laughs> you know, season seven. But here, Elizabeth Taylor got a whole horse. I guess she I is a queen, right? <laughs> King Charles and Queen Elizabeth, you might say. <laughs> well, and now, today, you're like, oh, wow, Elizabeth Taylor got a free pony. Good for her. But at the time, she was not such a big deal. 
And this was really her breakout role. She'd had a few small roles before, but she was really the standout. She got a lot of great reviews for her performance in this movie. One reviewer said that she was fated for a great name in pictures when they saw her in this. And another said stardom is inevitable for her. So she just had a great reception in this role. And this is extra sweet because she really fought for this role. Which sounds a little silly since she was so young. She was 11 years old when she got this role. But she said originally they thought that she was too short, she was too small. They didn't think that she would be able to pass for a young girl that would be able to pass for a jockey on a horse. (laughs) They were like, you're just too small. This wouldn't work. And so she decided she was going to grow up so she could get this role. So for three months, she ate huge, quote unquote, farm breakfasts every morning. It was a diet high in protein and carbs. She did an exercise regimen that included swimming, horseback riding, and hanging from a bar to stretch her spine. (laughs) And she'd been riding horses since she was three. So this was totally second nature. Uh Uh-huh. So after she did this, she came and kind of told the studio what she'd done and she had grown three inches and they were like all right you get the role so she really fought for this role even at a young age she knew what she wanted and later in her life she said i think velvet is the most exciting film i've ever done and at the end to be given the horse on my 13th birthday well it was one of the moments of my life Mm -hmm. and she did a lot of her own writing in the movie She said in her autobiography that she was the only person who could ride King Charles. Wow. Okay. She felt quite the connection. Yeah. Makes me wonder if they really had her out on the track at the end of the movie. No. Because that was, seemed super dangerous. So maybe that wasn't King Charles they had out on the track at the end, if that's really the case. Well, that's really special. I like that. Yeah. So she had a real special connection with her pony, which is pretty cute. <laughs> What's the name of all that's crazy? Are you doing? <sighs> Isn't it perfect? Perfect, perfect for what? Oh my, it's a wonderful idea. You'll have to cut my hair, but the clothes are just right, and the description on the clearance paper fits. The, the Grand National is no game for a little girl. But they'll never know I'm a girl. If you cut my hair, I'll be exactly right. You'll get your stupid, silly little neck exactly broke. The pie will take care of me. My, please don't be angry. You know the pie would burst his heart for me. I'm 40 horses and riders ready to trample you over. I'll not let you ride, Velvet. I won't let you do it. But he'll be an enchanted horse with invisible wings to take him over every jump if I ride him. Well, should we talk about how this reference fits into the world of Gilmore Girls? I should say so. Let's giddy on up over there and talk about it. So, a little side note, though. Do you think maybe Luke meant to call the decorator National Velvet? Because her voice is pretty extra. (laughs) She is very perky. This is to be true. There is this room I've been dying to do in here. Look at this. I will say... In rewatching this episode, because I've watched it multiple times, 
not even talking about this with you beforehand, she did stand out to me as a little extra, this actress. Yeah. yeah. Or maybe she was told to play it that way. I don't know. Yeah, that could be. But she has felt... I- I'm kind of surprised that Lorelai didn't get bugged by her, because it seems like she would have been an easy target to mock a little. <laughs> <laughs> well, but... to be fair, anyone can be an easy target for Lorelai to mock. That's true. But I guess she mm-hmm. just liked her skills and wanted to work with her. Mm-hmm. But anyways, National Velvet. Velvet loved her horse, loved horses an insane amount. So Lorelai's saying, mm-hmm. I've always wanted a pony. It fits. Mm-hmm. Do you think that's true? Are there other instances in which Lorelai says she's always wanted a pony? I don't... She's always talked about having horses at their inn when she and mm-hmm. Suki could open one. But I don't remember her talking about horses like, as a little girl, I wanted a horse because her parents were rich. She could have, you know, asked for a pony. Maybe does right? beg the question why Richard and Emily didn't get her a pony. Or take her to the stables <laughs> at the country club. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No horseback riding lessons. Yeah. And maybe I'm just reading into this too much because of how I watched the movie. <laughs> but don't you think in Luke's tone of voice here, he's kind of condescending to Lorelai's enthusiasm? Okay, National Velvet, I get it. You're really excited about this pony, <laughs> but the rest of us live in a real world. He's a little <laughs> Mickey Rooney in that way. Oh, yeah, I would say a so. A little over her optimism. Yes. Ooh, I didn't catch mm-hmm. that. But you're right. She yeah. does win him over in the end, though. <laughs> As she always does. <laughs> they love to fight, but Lorelai almost always wins. Yeah. The woman is the neck, and she can turn the head any way she wants. <laughs> so, Kyla? So, Taylor? That's our show? That's our show! Pew, pew, pew. We won. We don't have the money <laughs> to prove it, the but we got line the pride. At the Grand National. Let's fall on the ground in exhaustion. <laughs> this podcast should now be known as the Grand. So it's a show. Yes, the National Podcast. Uh, or the So It's a Show. The So It's a Show. Although mm-hmm. with Facebook, they dropped the the. So. Oh snap! <laughs> so did Gilmore Girls. Weird. <laughs> oh yeah. <sighs> so where can our cool peeps find us? You can find us on the Twitter at So It's a Show. You can find us on the Tumblr. Tumblr.com/slash/So It's a Show. You can let us know your thoughts by sending us an email to so it's a show at gmail.com. You can leave us a review anywhere you listen to podcasts. We love those reviews. Hint, hint, wink, wink. Uh-huh. And we don't mean to hype ourselves too much, but we do want to tease that we have a special guest in our next episode that you Ayo. might just want to keep coming back for. Come check it out. We'll be mixing it up a little. Here's a teaser for our next step. Luke. Jeez! Kirk, what are you doing? I need your help. I'm filling the coffee here. Look behind me. What am I looking at, Kirk? Is she still there? 
Who? Lulu. Is Lulu still there? You mean your date? Yes, Lulu, my date. Who else would I mean? Catch up, man. Time is of the essence. Yes, she's still there. You sure? Yes, I'm sure. Now get out from behind my counter. I don't know what to do. What are you talking about? I just looked over there and everything seemed fine. Exactly. Everything seemed fine. So? Doesn't that seem weird to you? No. Really? Yes, a little, but so what? Why question it? Go back over there. I can't. I don't understand what's happening. I mean, she was looking at me, directly at me. At first, I thought I had something on my lip, but I brushed and brushed and nothing. She was just looking at me. Well, that's good. And I had prepared several small talk subjects for the evening, and I haven't used one of them. You're making too much of this. This is not how it's supposed to go. I'm supposed to take her out. We're supposed to exhaust my prepared subjects immediately, and then the minute I get up and go to the bathroom, she is supposed to sneak out and leave me here humiliated. Now, I've been to the bathroom three times, and I have to tell you, I did not have to go. And every time I came back to the table, she was there, and she was smiling, and, hey, did you see her touch my arm? What the hell was that all about? I think that means she likes you. Shut up. You take that back. Her, her. I am not going to fight with you over you not believing that this girl likes you because, to be honest with you, I'm a little fuzzy on the why myself, but bottom line is, she does. She does. Yes, she's laughing and smiling and buckle up, cowboy, because I think she might actually touch you again. You think? There's a frightening chance she might, so my advice to you is to go back over there and continue doing what you've been doing. I was doing my John Cryer from Pretty in Pink impression. Ducky? Yes, Ducky. Were you near the end of the movie yet? No, just getting to the try a little tenderness moment. You got plenty of ammo left. Go on. Go back over there. You think she likes me? I think she likes you. You think she likes me?